Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels, just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, private message me on acrealms.com under the ID of Colossus TN. Or go to our Facebook page of HeroClix Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I have run across about this wonderful game. This is episode 16. I'm naming it Man With No Name. So let's get started. Now, a couple things to get out of the way. First, this podcast might be a little bit different in the fact that I'm not going to have a lot of musical breaks between my segments because I am trying out a new piece of software from Adobe. It's called Audition. I'm trying to use that to record my podcast and see how that goes. So while I'm doing that, I've not learned how to put all the music in there. So I'm probably going to get the beginning and the ending music, but the in-between, I'm still working out the kink. So as we go along, we'll see how this software does. Also, I'm not too sure how long this will last. A lot of y'all don't know, but I just got out of surgery. Yes, yesterday I had my gallbladder taken out. It was a procedure that took pretty much all day just because I had to be in the waiting room. And therefore, I am taking pain medication, and I'm not sure if I will be fully cognizant throughout this entire podcast so you just kind of listen along and make sure i'm not starting to slur my words or anything but yeah i just got out of surgery yesterday now the downside of that is i'm in some pain i'm having to take pain medications the upside is while i'm not at work for the next week i guess what i'll be doing is working on my world's teams and maybe practicing some so while i can't move much i can put teams together and maybe video record a match or something here at the house so you kind of be looking for that also want to let you know episode 17's already been recorded i am actually editing it right now it was an interview with malcolm rush that is right the man from japan the man i call the international man of mystery and that will be the name of our next podcast that should be coming out midweek and then i will be doing episode 18 which will be my review of the avengers defenders war case that i bought and yes i did buy a case my lovely wife went to the uh, comic book store or Dwayne's world our gaming store and picked up the case for me because i am unable to drive or ride in my current condition she was so nice to go get that for me and we kind of unboxed it today and i'll be going over a review of it what my thoughts of it are it's pretty awesome love the sculpts and you'll find out more about that in episode 18 i'm hoping to get that out and yes then i will probably be going on vacation and going on vacation should be fun and hopefully i'll get a podcast in there too so big week for me uh trying to get some stuff done so let's kind of jump on into it uh let's go into the weekend review that's showdown at high noon that's what i want to call it and several things occurred this week uh first thing i want to go over is my friend mark came over to play a couple of games and what we ended up doing is i dealt out 10 cards from the deadpool set and we took those and made them into a team, 300-point team. Um, always fun. We love doing that. Kind of a simulated sealed. And it's kind of easier to do that way. So let me pull up my first team. I forget everybody I got. But the five I went with that equaled 300 was Solo, Rogue Scientist, um, Golden Age Deadpool, Dr. Killabrew, and Sheikla, the uh, unique one. Uh, not the super rare, but the rare one, I believe. It's the female version of it. So I had those as my five. Um, I actually won map roll and chose the convention center rooftop, where the rooftop of the convention center is a premium map. I'm really in love with the premium maps and going with those. Now, unfortunately for me, I did not pay attention to how important map roll is. I just wanted to play on that map. And my buddy Mark put together a team of a ninja, which really didn't do anything in the game, Deadpool, Phantom X, Chipmunk Hunk, and Dark Deadpool. So already I'm outranged, um, and he has some stealth, and I'm going to have a hard time actually getting around that. And that's pretty much the way the game went. Uh, that map is made for 
range figures it's going to slow down your melee uh, guys who can't fly and in that said there's not a lot of flyers and what ended up happening is i ran down into the right side of the map the where the pit area is if you've ever seen that map it has that walkway across and on one side it has the kind of uh, arena area away from the street and you have uh, just the rim around. Ended up uh, kind of going down there and just pretty much got shot up. Uh, once again, it reminded me how important a map is. He did a great job. His Dark Dead pool wasn't rolling that great, but finally got up to the edge of it and was able to fire down. He dropped a chipmunk hunt quake bomb on me. Uh, his Dark, his um, Phantom X actually ran in there and did some damage to me and I didn't kill anything. He just wiped me out. It was a horrendous game on my side. Uh, I tried to cluster up and go across the bridge. Uh, it was just kind of a slow moving game and I was trying to get a golden age Deadpool in position. I was trying to use my um, stealth and what he was doing, he was outranging me. I wasn't finding a way to kind of get around it. So I tried to go down into that side area and he just pretty much outranged me from the roof and i missed a couple rolls he made them so his team was perfectly suited for that map it had a just a hard way across especially that since i didn't have any flyers and that's a mental note that map is great against um walkers in the fact that they have just certain areas that they can go across and i was just really trying to try that map out now his team while they were walkers his range helped him to actually guard that kind of walkway and also shoot off the rooftops so uh that was our first game not a great game then our second game let me pull it up here he went with deadpool uh the shrinking one and then he had bedlam hip monkey angel dust wolverine and ninja pretty interesting squad there mine was Phantom X from the Fast Forces, Domino, the one that makes you reroll, Pulp Deadpool, and Tippy Toe. Now, this one we played on the office map. Well, we pulled that thing out and got into kind of a slugfest in the middle section. And really what it came down to was, in the end, I picked his team apart, uh, made a couple of bad moves. One bad move I had included the um not putting pulp deadpool in hindrance train when i could have and it allowed a hip monkey shot on him which hit monkey with precision strike hit him and even with my prob with domino who domino tied up wolverine even though she really wasn't doing much damage to him and what ended up was I handled most of his team okay. I handled, he blew a wall out. That's what he loves doing. He blew the wall out so he could get in there with angel dust. And he was able to jump in with bedlam. And his uh, small Deadpool, he was kind of moving around. But what I ended up doing was I pretty much controlled Wolverine, got him to right before he got into his regen clicks and just kind of held him there where he's kind of useless. Put him up against um, Domino. He really wasn't going to do much against her. Pulp Deadpool was running around trying to kill things. Ended up killing Hitmonkey. Ended up killing Bedlam. Took out Ninja. And took out Deadpool. But the one problem was, during this time, I just kept getting hurt and hurt and hurt. And finally, what happened was his ability to bring Angel Dust, who I didn't think anything of, and her super strength. And she was able to clobber a couple of my characters knocking phantom x out domino tippy toe it, it ended up being he cleaned up with angel dust in the end and that's another thing you have to keep in mind is that when you're tearing a team apart and that's what i learned is when you're tearing a team apart is don't underestimate any figure you know you got to take them out and make sure that you still have an ability to take out the their remaining team so in that case i thought i handled his team pretty good but in the end it's like tables turn also i couldn't hit like three rolls three rolls i missed and it allowed him to stay alive three more rounds and those rounds proved pivotal pivotal to uh, give him some extra time to do damage on me and get me in a position where i couldn't really handle him and he made a great roll to hit um 
my pulp Deadpool. So in the end, he won that game too. And it was an awesome game. We wanted to get one more game in, but by that time we'd already played about three hours and he's getting on the road for a golf trip. But it's a lot of fun. You know, it reminded me to always think seriously about what you're trying to do when you're playing not to underestimate any figure because at any time especially with teams with multiple figures that are pretty equal and his team that last team was and his first team were very equal more than one attacker that you have to be very careful that you don't leave one alone and at full strength so that they can come in and really wreck a team at the end now we played longer than 50 minutes so in that time would he have enough time to take my entire team out i'm not too sure but in the end his team overcame mine so hats off to mark and the way he played he did a great job we had that big slug fest in the middle he's able to keep hip monkey in a in a great angle to shoot into the uh into the room and trying to use him to uh, hit hit a few pieces, especially ones with super senses since Hitmonkey has that precision strike. Um, Domino was, was, was by and far an MVP with her ability to make you re-roll and not allow you to do a lot of damage to her and actually decrease your uh, attack value. So her ability to just be a tie-up piece and just annoy pieces by just holding them there and, and keeping them from doing anything was an important strategy on my part, which almost worked out because I held Wolverine at bay for the entire time. And the other thing is that Wolverine, that Wolverine from the Deadpool X-Force set that has so many clicks of life and that can regen, you just have to be careful with his last three clicks. That's where he gets his regen, his ability to roll that dice that he can use as a blades or regen roll. And you just kind of work around that. Once you get him down there, you're going to have to do four damage to him to just put him out of his misery and you don't have to deal with him again. So that those were fun games. That was a lot of fun to go out there and just kind of play and just have a good time with him and just kind of get his juices going. I know he uh, contacts me today to ask if Avengers Defenders had come out. And I told him, yes, go, go grab some. That had my case. And... Um, you know, just kind of getting pumped and ready for Worlds at uh, Origins and get him ready to kind of play. Hopefully, he'll play with me in the team World Teams Championship, which, speaking of which, just as an aside, we are looking for one more to kind of join us in that. I would love to have a three-man team go three, three versus three in the uh, World Team Championships. I think that's on Saturday. If you're going to be there and you want to kind of maybe join us, just let me know. Just email us. Love to find out. Love to just hook up and try to run the table. I believe they'll be running it sealed. It's usually run as a sealed. And it looks like it'll be running off Avengers Defenders, which will be an interesting set to run sealed in and be kind of fun too. So i uh, love to hear from you if you're planning on doing that. Finally... Besides just playing Mark II matches, I actually got online and played a match. A guy named Eric Setter hooked up with me on the Heroclix Online, um, the Heroclix Online Heroclix uh, Facebook page. He, I happened to have a couple hours that day. It was in between me um, getting off from school and then going to eat with my family, and it was awesome. I had to quickly put my team together. I actually put some pieces together and he got his team together and was able to play online and it was pretty awesome it's great to be humbled completely by him i mean i just got wiped out by him he had a great team put together once again i had an idea what map i was going to use i ran a team of nick fury two green lanterns um i'm trying to remember who else i had on there i had two green two Nick Fury, two Green Lanterns that got me to 190 points. Also had I didn't have any resources. I ran two Atoms, that'd get me to 240, and then ran um, oh 35 point um, teleporter, kind of along the same lines. We just tweak some of the figures I had in there to be more of the low point ones, and then also ran. Let me see. They were all passed. I had a theme team. It was passed. And I had another 25-point piece, which was 
just thinking. I, I think it was that 25-point piece was, I don't know. I think it might have been, uh, oh, I do remember. Uh, it was a shield space rig. I put put that on there since it didn't break my theme. I won map. And here, here's the thing is that he had his team. I didn't really think out what his team was going to do. And I put on a map which I thought was going to help me the most. And in the end, it was the kind of map he wanted. And his team was well put together and just decimated me before I could get over there. I don't even think I damaged any of his pieces. Maybe I only got one shot. His team was so well put together. I meant to tell you, Eric, that was a great team. He's practicing it for Worlds. My team, piece of crap. That's, that's all I got to say about it. It was a piece of crap. And sometimes you run a piece of crap and you find that out. And that's what I did. I ran that team. Uh, made me think of some other ways. And it's kind of actually got me on my d- building all kinds of new teams left and right. And it's got me in a little bit of a funk right now in that I can't choose what I want to do, what team I want. And so I'm sitting here trying to um, just kind of narrow it down. I'm still working on it. And I'm hoping this week can get me to where I can finalize my world's team. But that's kind of what went on. A couple of things about the technical way in which we did it. Uh, I set my camera up like I normally do if you've seen my uh, matches that i've put online and he had his setup and we both were in google hangouts we i could see his board he could see mine through google hangouts in which i was kind of broadcasting it and then on top of that uh to he put his team on his board i put mine and then to represent my team and i thought this was neat is that he took out some poker chips and on some blue electrical tape he just wrote down the name of my figures and put them on the board where they where i had them in the starting area and i would tell him the uh just like in chess you know like it'd be like b1s where this one is c2 and then i had some poker chips i used but I went out and bought some blue electrical tape for the next time we play. I can do that also. And then we would just tell each other where we moved them. You can see it on the camera too. And it it was kind of neat. It was actually a lot of fun kind of going against somebody. Playing yourself, you you end up seeing your own moves and all that. But playing against another person who has a little bit of unpredictability... unpredictability to what they're going to do and have a different idea for their team you know like when you play yourself you have an idea for the one team and the other team but you also know what those ideas are without saying so you can kind of predict what your moves are going to be and you can think those out and you can get kind of into some ruts when you do that when you're playing somebody else you don't know what they're going to do it's going to be harder to see and it's good good practice to go up against them i don't want to reveal eric's team but it was so well put together i mean i just couldn't do anything with it and i learned a lot of stuff especially about green lantern he also had two green lanterns and i chose the office map and i'm going to be honest when you're looking at a team and you see two green lanterns on there they're probably going to want the office map and even if that's your best map to play your team on you have to think maybe that's their best map too and you need to have a secondary option that might give an advantage back to your team especially if you win map roll i didn't use my theme team probs i did not do anything like that and ended up playing horribly but you know you'd rather play horribly now than later Eric played a great match. He had some good rolls. And we actually rolled on camera. I had a little box where I rolled mine in and we could see it. So, you know, kept each other honest. But it's a fun kind of practice game. So I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for the time and effort. It was a lot of fun. If anybody wants to try another one of those online matches with me, please just let me know. I'll have some free time this week. And then I'm out of school and I'm having more free time. And I just need more practice. But it's kind of a neat way. And if you're wanting to try it out, Google Hangouts way to go. So that's been my week in review. Uh, as you know, I've got my new case. I've played three matches in about a week and a half. And I missed out on a booster draft today at my local venue since I'm kind of laid up with surgery. Even though I'm sitting here talking to y'all, 
a lot of pain at times in my in my abdominal area so i wasn't able to go and i hate that i missed it but i was able to get in touch with the guys and hopefully i can set up a match later this week to kind of do a competitive match so i can be face to face with some people but we'll have to wait and see uh weeks getting busy everybody's weeks busy but uh, hopefully we can do that so that uh, i can keep getting ready for origins that's my that's my goal but before i can do that i'm gonna have to narrow down what i'm doing and that's kind of a struggle process right now uh i know when talking with eric he had said that he went to origins last year and i probably met him or saw him there and he said that one of his things that had happened to him is that he had changed his team on the way up there because he got a new thought and it's a team he hadn't practiced and that's that can make a the biggest difference in the world if you don't practice your team you get up there and you try it out bad things can happen because you learn the better you know your team the more you know its synergies the better you understand the maps it can play on the better you can come up and oh and handle obstacles thrown at you by other teams so i always say you need to practice 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 with your team that you're going to take so you kind of understand it be ready to go but that's my weekend review. I'm going to move on to our main topic. And I put it on here. What I'm calling is, what should I put on your tombstone? Yes. What are those words that go on there? Um, what I'm talking about is keywords. I am just fascinated with keywords right now. All my teams I'm making are trying to be keyword-centric. And I'm not having a lot of luck with what are named keywords like Avengers, Justice League, um, X-Force, what I am kind of gravitating toward is generic keywords like animal, scientist, soldier, all those. But the importance of keywords for me is winning the map. And that's what happens. If we look at the rules, I was kind of looking at the rules of keywords just to make sure I kind of knew it. If you can make a theme team, then you for every figure that you have that's on your team, if all of them share the same keyword unless you have a figure that says it does not break theme, but if all of them share a keyword, the same keyword, then you get a bonus to your map roll. And if you can get five figures on there on your team and they all have the same keyword, then that's a plus five to your map roll. Now everybody on your team has to have those keyword, has to have the same keyword, but that's a plus five to map roll. That can almost guarantee you map. And map is a zero cost, elements you can introduce to the game in which you can make sure you're optimally the one to win on that map it can optimize your team some teams need a map to optimize them uh, the green lanterns are really key on the new green lanterns they can create their own blocking train but the office can really slow people down it can help protect against nick fury and can create uh stealth busting so in that fact then keywords become this important way in which you can control another element of the game now i'm kind of gravitating towards that because i'm a control freak and i think i want that control so i've been trying to make teams that take advantage of maps and that's why i tried to do it against eric and as i said it didn't didn't kind of work now the other key thing about keywords key thing about keywords i i should pick a different word to use but oh well another important thing is if you can do a name keyword that means all your characters share a like an aim an argus uh avengers if they all share a name keyword not a generic one then you actually get a thing called theme prop now you're capped at currently uh, a theme prop for every 100 points of the build and it's got to be equal to the number of figures so right now in a 300 point game you get about three theme team props now the way a theme team prop works is uh somebody not making the attack can be given an action token to probability control a role that you did now the person given the action token to do the prob has to possess a keyword can have cannot have been given a non-free action can have used a prob through another game effect and must not have uh, give, been uh, must not have used prob in this way earlier in the round and the action token's given immediately. Now it does not go against your action total. It just is an action token to, action token given to them. Now they've kind of 
cleaned it up in the newer rules where there's only three requirements. Got to possess keyword, no prop through another effect, and give an action token immediately. And I think it also might be, let me pull up the third one. I had it here a second ago. Uh, must have zero or one action to tokens and must target a character other than itself. Must have chosen keyword. That's the three requirements going forward. Now, the, the importance of keywords is that map control and this ability um, with name keywords to have extra prob, basically. You know, some teams, it's hard to build a prob around, and this theme team prob can kind of come in and help out. Um, and going forward with the new rules, you can now, your maximum in a game is five, and it doesn't matter what point total. So if you have five figures that have a name keyword, like X-Factor, then you can have five theme team prop controls. Now, you have to give an action, you have to give it to a character on your team that's kind of within range and line of sight to do that probability control, but it can, one probability control or two in a game can make the biggest difference in the world. It can. It can change a miss into a hit. It can change a hit into a miss. It can turn the tide of the game. There are critical junctions in every game in which you have to make your roll. You have to. Alpha strike teams really need them. Um, counter strike teams need them. You, you absorb a punch and you've got the personnel position. You have to make your roll. You put yourself out there. The, everybody has to take a risk. At what point when you come across in your game that, that defining moment when you have to take that risk, have you done everything you can to put yourself in the best position to take advantage of that moment? And that is where theme team prob can come in and help you out. Probability is huge when it comes to that area of the game. But what can we look at and how can you build teams around that keyword? So, you know, that made me think, and I, my wife always says I get out there and I just spend way too much time online and kind of looking at stuff. And I went out there today and I probably spent two hours kind of looking at all this stuff. And it kind of opened my eyes about some things. I went out and counted up on HC Realms in their unit sections, the advanced. I counted up all the keywords that Heroclix had put out. I came up with, and it's approximate because I might have miscounted here or there, 430 keywords. There are 430 keywords you can search on. So what I then did is I did modern age only, and I went through and weeded out the ones that currently don't have any figures that are in modern age. And that took out 287 keywords. Currently there's 287 keywords that are in that database that are not in use in the modern game. So that leaves us with 430 minus 287 is 143 current keywords that are live and viable. Now, of those keywords, only some are generic and some are named. Now, what I did is I went through and I kind of came up with some interesting things that I found. Um, what I looked at, the top generics, the top generic keywords are robot, soldier, animals, martial artist, and mystical. Now, in those, martial artist has the most figures attached to a keyword. They have 120 figures in their martial artist keyword. However, remember, martial artist doesn't have a lot of flyers and is not gonna be range heavy. And this game currently is a range game. So I do not consider, even though they have the most options, they are not the most powerful generic keyword currently in our game. Uh, but next in line is soldier at 115. And some highlights of the soldiers that are currently in there are Captain America's, Nick Fury currently, um, who's the other guy? Oh, General Lane, another good figure. So Soldiers has some quality keywords. They can be one of the top ones. Also, Animals was at 93. Once again, the animal keyword is heavily in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not a lot of range in that set. Not a lot of flyers. 
So once again, you're going to run into the same problem with martial artists. And they some of them double up in martial artists too. Uh, you also have 94 mystical. Now, mystical is another strong keyword with a lot of variety of options. And of course, we know our dominant figure that's in there right now is Jakeem Thunder is a mystical keyworded figure. So if you do find Jakeem on a keyword team, usually he's wrapped around the mystical team with Clarion and Faust, or you're going to wrap him around the Justice Society keyword and wrap them in there with the green lanterns and the flash and stuff like that so currently or even uh green lantern yeah the casey green lantern is starting to make a comeback so he's another big one so you're looking at those uh kind of keywords oh another one i forgot scientist now scientist is a keyword i think has some potential because it does have the iron man's in there it has spider-man in there and you're going to find a couple other, like like the current new Black Panther from Avengers Defenders, the one that starts with Outwit. There's some interesting Outwit in the scientists. And I think with the rules changes, that's going to make a huge difference where scientists will start coming back. So those are your main keywords. I, right now, to make a great team, if you're going generic really mystical and soldier and scientist look like to be your top three i would say maybe armor and only 42 in the armor i just think you have so many options in mystical and soldier and scientist maybe you can pull it off now that's only going to get you map control now when you look at the name theme teams you know i'm i'm doing a bunch of number crunching here some things that quickly popped out to me well let me go back to generic um some interesting things there's something in there maybe somebody can do do with and i've been trying to work with it is the reporter generic the reporter generic has an interesting combo of spider-man superman that clark kent from superman wonder woman he's an interesting figure uh the lois lane you have some vineyards have j jonah jameson they have some neat little things they can do and then you can have the 049 spider-man he can actually uh, bring something to a team, and then you can put in a lot of Superman. Uh, your shifting focus Superman have the reporter keyword. So reporter is an interesting generic. If we are leaning towards stealth, then that team could make a big splash because Spider-Man with his uh, wild card and Superman with his ability to see through hindering could make a huge dent in the metagame so I, I think a reporter theme team is out there there's something about it you can kind of move some stuff around and maybe make something like that work um, but another interesting thing is in the generics pirate the pirate generic theme is only found in marvel there are no current modern level pirates in the um dc universe it's only in the marvel universe i just kind of found that kind of interesting uh tmnt's and is going to lead us right into our name keywords tmnt is going to be a dark horse it's growing and the tmnt and the tmnt ally is starting to get more and more diverse their issue is going to be their lack of range and their lack of flight but they do have some moving move options with fugitoid and sidestep so looking at those the tmnt and tmnt ally is going to be a dark horse in what we call the that's called the name theme teams so i'm i was kind of looking at going okay of your theme teams the big one seems to be avengers at 103 and let me see i thought the justice league is our other one and where, where did I write down Justice League? Uh, I was writing all this down today. Uh, Justice League had over 90. I'm pretty sure they had over 90 in there. Um, so those are your two big ones. Um, but... And Defenders had just gone up with 21. So Avengers has about 103 Justice League up in the 90s. Uh, but of those 103, there's 103 current. But that's after June. 
currently, before June, there's a 223. So we're going to have 120 plus retire in June, Avengers. And, you, and this team is going to become a little bit smaller, just a little bit smaller. And what some other notes I have in here, we don't have any Nova Corps. We only have one Kree. We have one Imperial Guard. We have one Herald. We have zero Space Knights. We have one Inhuman. Um, and the Herald is uh, Hermes from the Superman Wonder Woman. Zero Eternals. What's that pointing to? And we only have 35 Cosmic. We are out of, like, the Cosmic, the other world pieces that you're going to find, especially in Marvel. And the Guardians of the Galaxy isn't filling it up quick enough. I'm telling you, we need a space-themed set. It reminds me of, we need a Thanos. We need a Silver Surfer, which we're not going to get a Silver Surfer. I'm going to keep crying for it. We're not, but we're starting to have those pieces all work out. And it's where Guardians of the Galaxy, Galactic Guardians have retired. And since their retirement, we're not, we haven't got another influx of those. Maybe we'll see it as a sub-theme in the Thor. I think the Inhumans might be in there. But we're kind of missing that element currently. The Shire are very low. The Scrolls only have one. The Shire only have one. And they, they came in. The Scrolls actually came in in the Civil War set. And so we're we're just kind of stuck in waiting on this this cosmic hit to come back to Heroclix, the, the Nova Corps, the Kree, and the Imperial Guard. You know, I'd like to see another Gladiator. I love Gladiator. He's one of my favorite characters. So, and you know, we have only two Asgardians, which that, that will pop up once we get the Thor set. Um, we have zero authority. Uh, I'm looking down through some of my notes. No, we got one Elder of the Universe. I mean... We're craving some of these newer uh, galactic pieces, so we I'd like to see that kind of happen. Just kind of going through this, I hadn't realized how much they had rotated out of modern. Some of y'all don't care, but you know I really play a lot of modern, and that rotation out makes me want to get them back in it. But a lot of you say was, "Well, just go play Golden Age." Well. Yeah, I try to keep my collection thin, but I like to have an updated Thanos. I'd like to have an updated Silver Surfer. I'd like to have an updated Gladiator. I'd like to have some Space Knights. I'd like to have some Inhumans, Black Bolt, you know, all those. So I'd like to see that set come back out, but we're kind of at the throes of Marvel. Hopefully when the Marvel's Inhumans movie, if that does get made, hopefully that will spur a set to be made, kind of a larger like Galactic Guardian set. So we'll kind of see that kind of come to fruition. Also, you know what? We don't have Apocalypse. We only got six Apocalypse currently in modern over in the DC side. And I mean, with all the Superman base sets, World Finest, Superman Wonder Woman, you would think we would have gotten more Apocalypse. We would have gotten a dark side. And I mean, where is that? Amazon's only got 13 Amazons currently. I'm expecting that to pop up with a new Wonder Woman set. One, one group that's kind of missing right here that I'd love to see again, and there's t there's two teams that, uh, you know, I grew up reading, and that is Excalibur and Alpha Flight. Neither team, Alpha Flight currently has five current modern figures and Excalibur three. There's no Captain Britain. There's a... Uh, Really, no Phoenix with the Excalibur team art. I mean, keyword Alpha Flight uh, is missing. You know, Sasquatch. We just got a Vindicator, but Puck. I mean, those box love to see a great box be made. Uh, so, kind of looking forward to maybe we can get a sub theme. What I've noticed too is that when you're going through these keywords, that some sub themes like Justice Society is only found in Joker's Wild, and what whisk is really doing a great job is when they do a sub theme it is a popping up and you're getting a huge huge amount of figures maybe plus 10 more than 10 figures that fit that keyword in that run and i think that's awesome like uh in joker's wild we was able to get a lot of justice society and that allowed you to have some flexibility with your justice society teams um 
I'm really looking for Runaways coming up in the new What If set. That would be awesome to get some new Runaways. I mean, the box art looks awesome about that. So that kind of sub-themes, the Defender sub-theme in the Avengers Defenders War. These sub-themes are doing a great job of putting new name keyword teams out there and people that can kind of co be cohesive together so i'm kind of looking forward to that i think whiskey is doing a great job of that and i love that i'm not having to collect over a long time and what happens is that you can see early on in this that they had put some keywords out there with the hope of developing them and you know what those keywords have just not got a lot of people in them um currently like let me see if i can pull one up well the kun lun only has one guy in it that's modern. I don't know if it ever got going any at any time. Uh, who else? Atlantis is down to nine. Uh, an interesting thing is Age of Apocalypse is only in the chases in the X-Men set. The Doom Patrol is all in the world's finest set, which was another point of them being able to do a sub theme and get everybody in there a lot of people in there to kind of give you a chance to make some teams together uh so i love in that sub theme kind of way to do it because i think what happens is when you try to spread it over several sets what happens is you don't get everybody in or some some stuff comes up and you're not able to create that kind of synergetic team for that keyword so right now we have a lot of synergy in the justice society however if we're going to look at name keywords i know i had the avengers as one of the top ones but i really believe and and for the meta for what i'm going to say worlds there's one name theme team that's going to i believe have the shot at win the world championship and that's going to be the sinister syndicate that theme when put together can work very well together and it's probably the top i will say one of the top alpha strike teams in the game at the moment only outdistanced by jakeem with a gene gray uncanny x-men i know everybody feels dirty when they play that fast forces gene gray however the her team with jakeem does make a pretty good alpha strike team how but in in that sense sinister syndicate is one of the other top alpha strikes and the ability to control a map the ability to um have a lot of options to pull off your alpha strike really makes them i think the name theme team to watch out if i had a name the the teams i'm really keeping an eye on are the jakeem teams and jakeem and insert somebody else your sinister syndicate i think is a very viable option um and what's the other one i was thinking yeah i think those two are going to rule the roost and we're going to see something along the lines maybe a wild card thrown in there would be a something to do with armagon or yeah faust but i think faust just fits in with jakeem I've seen that done a lot, and and you're gonna have to have a plan for Faust. He's he's a wild card out there at 80 points. He's not really something you have to build the whole team around. Uh, and I'm not seeing any resources past the symbiote, or maybe the weapon drop, and maybe supreme intelligence. Uh, I've played the teleporter, and the teleporter is at this moment without Ultron drones being very hard to execute. So I really look out for Sinister Syndicate. Look out for Jakeem, and just keep an eye out. Some teams being played to see which one's really starting to come to the forefront i think a shifting focus team could be one you work at you look out for kind of understand your, your top shifting focus which are deadpool and superman steel and dr strange right now i think i think they're they're the top three shifting focus teams and their addition to teams can can make a huge thing in those teams and kind of looking at going back to what we say keywords these keywords are really just a way for you to control another element and it's just kind of interesting to watch 
just what keywords are doing, where they're headed with them. As I said, their ability to put them all in as a sub theme has been pretty neat to watch and kind of giving us some, some extra fodder and ability to go out there and make some more generic and name theme teams. Now, uh, just looking over this, I think that's about all. That's about two hours worth of research to say all that. So I know I'm not groundbreaking, but it's interesting to me, and it kind of gave me some uh, insight into what I want to do. Looked at Brute. There's only 52 of them, and Monster's only 61. But the Monster's getting very varied with with Hellcow having the ability to support and some different things like i like the new hulk i think he's a brute or a monster like the new gray hulk so they're, they're adding some interesting pieces to that that maybe could do something but i think the ones i've named are the ones you're going to have to kind of go around i'm hoping to make a theme team i'm avoiding going for well i mean i mean back up I am looking at the Sinister Syndicate team with Chameleon and as much as good as that team is, I'm having a hard time pulling the trigger on it because I want to do something unique and different. And then so I've handicapped myself into the theme teams to kind of work around what has not been done before. And that's been an interesting process. So we'll see how that kind of works out. I do have a team in mind. It's a non-theme team. I am going to have to ask a couple of questions. I'm going to give you a hint. I call it my pinball team right now. Right now, the way I'm trying to work it, it is going to be a pinball team. So we'll see if I can get a couple of rules questions answered the way I think they will be answered then it could be a team that really finds to the top of the forefront of what I'm going to run at Origins is one that I'm going to be practicing a lot and tweaking. But anybody wants to help out with that, love to love to hear from you and love for you to help out. All right, so that's our main topic, keywords. I, I say invest in them, look at them. I think they're fun, and the map control is huge, especially when you the map itself can actually make your team better or hurt another team. And... That's my plan at Origins is to bring a team in which I can make map control where I have a map that optimizes my team and maybe a couple maps that will hurt some very dominant teams. And so maybe that can help me to get an advantage. All right, moving on. I know uh, I do have a review. The review I'm going to go over is the What If Booster set. Um, really excited about this this 15th anniversary collection we don't know much about it. we've been given some pictures i'm gonna tell you what it's driven me to do is find out about these characters because i don't know who these guys are i didn't read the what if series but i find it totally fascinating they actually look like ripoff characters like you'd see in another comic book that's trying to rip off characters from marvel and name them something else so i kind of find that funny but I'm getting excited about this set. I didn't think I would, but see these different alternate versions seems pretty cool. Also, it's going to bring new flavor to the game. But the big thing that is going to be really, really fun about this set is that we are looking at a new starter set. And in it, it said that we'll not only get two maps, but we also get two dice, a PAC, and a rule book. Now, I hope it's the updated rulebook. Maybe this is where they were talking about pushing out these new rules, and that would mean that when this comes out in June, that'd be after Origins, it would go legal. Then we'd have a whole shift in the new rules. Now, I believe that's important for people who want to play Origins next year because that would give them almost a full year to get the rules down before they play. Uh, Will it happen? I'm not too sure. To get that kind of turnaround time to get those starter sets made, get the rule books printed, that'd be pretty impressive. So I'm really excited about the figures in the booster. Looks like a Punisher. A Black Widow that looks like to be a Sorcerer Supreme type Black Widow. A Iron Man, a Spider-Man, a Thor. Did I name them all? I think that's just five. And the other person would look like a... Let me pull it up. And I apologize. Usually I clean the... I clean up the podcast of all these pauses and all that. But with my new... um, 
audition i'm still learning it so probably not gonna be as polished as it has been in the past or if it's never been polished please don't tell me but what i believe is polished uh, let me see let me pull it up right here oh my goodness where is it all right marvel hero clicks 15th anniversary here we go uh the starter set will include and of course it goes slow starter set will include it looks like uh, thor black widow oh daredevil interesting yeah it's daredevil I'm not a big Daredevil fan. I mean, he's just kind of okay. and But he will be in it. It says six collectible figures, six cards, three object and train token sheets, a powers and ability card, a rule book, full color maps, two full color maps, and two dice. So awesome. We've not had a starter set in forever. I think since Inhumans, maybe. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to pick one up. That'd be awesome. I love new maps. Though I'm really addicted to my premium maps, I think that'd be a big boon. Uh, on the box art, when you look at the box art, they do have a sub-theme in there. Uh, it looks like the Runaways are going to be in this sub-theme, which is cool. We can get a Runaways team. I don't know much about them, but everybody talks about them. Everybody l wants them. And so... I, I love seeing the new teams. Uh, a lot of different what-ifs. And it also goes over... Um, it's like Marvel Knights. The what-if Marvel Knights will be a sub-theme too, part of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that could create some interesting synergy, especially with giving them the S.H.I.E.L.D. team ability. That might be pretty awesome. So, And then it comes with a Dyson token pack. And you have the ability to buy... It looks like boosters at pretty much the normal current cost. So really looking forward to it. I think the booster art has a Punisher Sorcerer Supreme and an Iron Man, Tony Stark Sorcerer Supreme. And it looks like there's a Punisher Iron Man and I don't, it looks like a Hulk Iron Man maybe. I'm not too sure. That one looks, I'm not too sure about it. And there's a Venom something. Um, so kind of going forward looking forward to that kind of set it'd be coming out in june uh when they usually put them out they probably come out a week before origins we could hope that origins they're running them as you know battle royales but usually a set is not legal and for two weeks maybe a week or two and i don't think it would be legal yet That'd be interesting, though, if they ran the team championships with the What If set. So here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Love to buy that type of product there. Uh, box art looks great. Uh, but what is going to hurt is, as I said before, the money pit. It is going to cost some money. So you're having to turn around in one month and buy another set. So maybe you cherry pick this one or maybe you go all out in it maybe it has a lot of tough pieces we've not seen a lot of uh previews for it uh actually they're putting out previews for the wonder woman set before they're doing this one i think that one might be coming out soon so moving on that's my review am i going to collect it yes uh do i know much about it other than it's got a starter set which i think will be a selling point for it now let's move on to the team challenge i challenged myself to do a dr demonicus build and i did and i said do it around the theme team so what i built was a dr demonicus a scientist gave me a plus five on map roll the five ones i got were dr demonicus the spider-man the chase number 66 the one with the armor toy master iron man the well, sorry, let me go back. Toy Master, number 36 in the world's finest. He's 30 points. The Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., number 53 R, Iron Man, the 50.1. And Ironheart from Avengers Defenders War, number 71. Uh, resources I throw in are Symbiote and Weapon Drop. The bystanders that Dr. Demonicus could create are Batarang, Batarang, Dragon, Batarang, uh, Cerebus, Hand of Five, and Starchild. 
Now, my plan on this is to use Toy Master and his unique ability to give plus one to attack and plus one to defense, I'm pretty sure. Let me pull Toy Master up. His ability to give some pluses to my armor people helps out Iron Man and Spider-Man. And the ability for the bystanders to carry Dr. Demonicus and Spider-Man. Dr. Demonicus, given his bystanders plus one on their defense, is just a way to pump each other up. And then Ironheart as a catch-all ability to carry somebody. And Iron Man, his ability to perplex. Really, I'm throwing everything on the Spider-Man uh, with his ability to do four damage. He has the uh, impervious. I'm pretty sure he has willpower. Let me pull him up. Oh, no, first, let me go to Toy Master. Toy Master's ability to not only heal, which was important. It's 36 right here. Uh, he has the ability to upgrade your stuff. Modify the attack value of adjacent friendly characters by plus one. If they have the armor or robot keyword, also modify their defense value. So he's knocking Spider-Man up to a 19 defense and to a 12 attack. Let me pull up Spider-Man, which... Pretty good. And he actually can bump up Ironheart's attack to an 11, her starting attack, and her defense to a 19. And she can bump up Iron Man and his, even though he's starting low, pull him up. He has the ability to knock him up to a 10 attack and 18 defense with energy shield deflection. And he has his perplex, three damage, eight range, and he's got sidestep. So we're looking at having the ability to really improve three of my characters attack ability and defense with one character now toy master can also read his other power 36 uh he can use support when he does increases the die roll the d6 result by one if the target has a robot or armor keyword and decrease it by one otherwise uh, really looking at the ability to heal back up Spider-Man, the armor Spider-Man, when I push him. Because armor Spider-Man will start with... Boy, he's number 66. He does Spider-Man. He starts with a 10 movement, which is a leap climb. And when he's given a move action, after action's resolved, he can make a closer range attack. With a full range, he's got 10 movement. He's got 11 attack. He's got 18 defense with impervious. He's got four damage. And then if he goes, if he pushes, he's got Spider-Man team ability, which will work well with the shield team ability that Iron Man has to increase Spider-Man's uh, range. And he can use that to increase Iron Man's range when he copies it. Um, and Toy Master has the, has the Batman team ability, which allows Spider-Man to copy it to get in stealth. Or to copy the Superman team ability, which that Toy Master has. And Spider-Man can then ignore hindering terrain for lines of fire and movement. So we're looking at an important kind of piece here. He's got uh, support from clicks two, three, and four. So I, I thought that would be a great Demonicus team. You're really going to focus on Spider-Man, try to take him out, and then you, these bystanders are going to be able to be secondary attackers from Dr. Demonicus. Iron Man's going to be a good secondary attacker, and Ironheart's just going to be a support piece. I mean, which one are you going to take out first? You're going to focus on Spider-Man because he's the one that can do the damage. Maybe Toy Master because that's the one... I would probably try and take out because he kind of runs the middle of the team. He's going to give them all their bonuses and advantages. But it, as a good player or as a smart player, I would make him the hardest one to get at. So you're going to have to fight through an entire team. Uh, I think this would be a fun team to run against, to run. And I think it, I, I don't know if it's meta capable, but it, at your local venue, this would be a hard one to pick apart. I think it would be a lot of fun. And who you give the symbiote to? Uh, if you give it to the Spider-Man, his ability to add plus one to his stats, give a weapon drop to... Actually, you know what? I'd give the weapon drop to Spider-Man since he can pick it up and carry and then and then uh, equip it whenever he wants. And then maybe give the, the symbiote to Iron Man... Or Dr. Demonicus, one of the two. Uh, probably Iron Man to up his stats with a plus one. 
That would be a pretty cool combo in his plasticity. Uh, that might be pretty fun to run with. But, I mean, you just kind of run around, see what happens with that one. So that was my team I put together. It came to 299 points. Uh, next week, I'm going to build a Nighthawk Prime 052B team. And you can listen in on that. I've already recorded it. I know what I built. But it, it was a fun team also. But oh, tell me what you would build with Dr. Demonicus. I, I, I love doing these build challenges. It makes me go out and try, try new things and kind of do that. So we're coming to the last segment, which is keeping it fresh. That's my scenarios. Now, this one's a complex scenario. I would say that do not show this to beginners in Heroclix. This is something for your seasoned veterans to do. And one of my favorite games that I used to play on the computer is XCOM. The original XCOM, not the new ones that you see out, but the original XCOM that was played on the, your, your old Microsoft computers. I loved XCOM UFO Defense, and I loved um, the next one, XCOM 2, Terror from the Deep. Those were amazing squad tactics where you had the ability to move your squad around and it was a turn by turn where you took your turn and then the monsters then the aliens took their turn and you had victory conditions. It reminded me a little bit of Hero Clicks, but you really couldn't see what was going on. You didn't have the overview like in current Hero Clicks, you have this omniscient view where you see their figures and you see your figures. And even though he has some figures in stealth, you know where they're at. And it's kind of an overview of uh, chess masters moving the pieces around. But in this, you really, you really had to hunt and find. So along those same lines, I kind of took a playbook from how they kind of ran their combat system. So one concept in the game was the ability to not use all of your movement points. So one thing I had in mind is that anytime you moved less than half your movement, then you would get a reactionary fire ability for that character. So if they do not have a moving attack ability. What you can do is move them up one less than their half their movement, and then they receive what I call a reactionary token. And if as soon as another character moves in within their range and line of fire, they automatically get to fire on that character. Now the character still gets their defensive abilities, but they don't get to fire first. So if you're in the office and you put your guy out in the hall. So let's say he's got sidestep. You sidestep him up two. His movement is a 10. You move him up four. That means he's moved less than half his movement. Then he gets a reactionary token. He can guard that hall. And as soon as somebody comes in with his range and line of fire, then he can take a shot at that character as soon as they cross his line of fire. Now, this is a reactionary shot. So he's it's done at a negative two attack penalty. And it has protect outsiders on it, so you can't outsiders it so he doesn't get the negative two. However, if the target's moving at a hypersonic speed, it's minus three. Now, those might be two big penalties, but I consider that like a moving attack ability, the transporter ability. And it'd be interesting because then that allows you to put characters in certain positions that then guard hallways. And it makes the range pieces huge, just like an XCOM. They're very big. And you can actually have reactionary pieces for, I would even do it for your melee. So they would guard doors and it would create a new element to the game. Kind of more fun and you, and control lines of fire would control pathways and kind of create choke points. So I think that'd be fun. I don't know if you want to play this all the time, but it might be a fun game to play and create a whole new dynamic when it comes to interacting with the maps and the way you play the game. So th- that's my keeping it fresh, doing an XCOM game, have some fun with it, maybe break out the... Uh, aliens and the uh, i'm becoming obsessed with the space suited ninja turtles really michelangelo and leonardo love those two so maybe you know you break those out and you let them run as the XComs, and you get some aliens over there and you kind of see how it kind of all ends out so that i think that'd be a fun scenario let me know if you play it and see how you liked it as my parting shots, email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com or contact me on HC Realms under the ID of Colossus 10. Like our Facebook page, you can search on Facebook by typing in at Heroclix Borderlands, all one word. 
please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. Love to hear your new worlds ideas and teams. If you're looking for an online match or have a team you want me to play against my new team, contact me. Love to hear from other viewers going to Origins. I really appreciate everybody that listens. The podcast has been doing great. We're just keeping a viewership of over 60. Amazing. I, I don't know what to say. I'm very humbled by everybody that listens to my ramblings and what I'm trying to do with Clicks. But I do enjoy it. I do love listening to other podcasts and love seeing the videos and comments. Please um, let me know if you have any ideas or suggestions. I'd love to hear it. Love to incorporate some new ideas into the podcast. Also, keep playing, keep meeting other people, keep drawing new people to this great game because I want to keep it going as long as it can. So just calling out to you, keep rolling those dice, keep having them come up all sixes. You have a good night. Talk to you later. Bye.